Previously on Newsbreak Lotus FM. And a very good afternoon to you. Welcome to Newsbreak Talk. I'm Tadia Shari Prashad today on the program bringing you some cutting-edge current affairs. What a week it's been. Did you see that coming? Many said you did, right? And yeah, it is official and clear for everybody to see from President Jacob Zuma has been granted medical parole. Okay, so much to talk about this, right? And I'm going to start it off by speaking, um, you know, as it were, if you'd excuse the terminology, with the speaking directly to the horse's mouth. You know, the first point of call when researching this particular conversation was to speak to correctional services. And I wanted to speak to the parole board and find out what was the grounds, what was the thought process. And, you know, ultimately, what resulted in this decision to grant former President Jacob Zuma a um, a parole for his sentence of course you'll be reminded that he was serving a contempt of court uh, sentence for his failure to adhere to a constitutional court order to appear before the Zondo commission that request was uh, declined but Correctional Services did inform us that their National Commissioner, Arthur Fraser did speak extensively to the SABC, did provide a great deal of context, a great deal of reasoning and um, thought process behind this granting of parole. So we are going to be playing you that interview. Um, Vuyom Voko, the SABC's Vuyom Voko is the one who was able to sit alongside for, uh, Arthur Fraser and discuss this. So Correctional Services National Commissioner Arthur Fraser says the parole of former President Jacob Zuma was both procedurally sound and legal. In an interview with the SABC's Vuyo Mvoko of the Watchdog, Fraser dismissed allegations that he overrode the recommendations of the Medical Parole Advisory Board when he authorised the release of former President Zuma. I think the Jacob Zuma factor had everything to do with it. The fact that everyone saw you as this Jacob Zuma person who would do anything and everything um, to save him or support him. That would be peculiar for you because of all the people that served under Jacob Zuma, I'm sure I'm the one that served the least time under him. Mm. So that would be peculiar. I know the noise, the perception were created that I was a Jacob Zuma person. The only thing I know is that I was appointed by him into the position of Director General SSA. And in actual fact, if you think about it, Vuya, I was the first public servant to be purged under Jacob Zuma's administration. Do you know that? Mm. You said that earlier. Yeah, so I was the first to be purged. Well, also, the theory is that you're coming through for him now in a time of need, and that's why you. Um, he's now on on parole. No, with with regard to let's let's take Jacob Zuma aside. With regard to any person that has to take parole, there's procedures. There's law. So, so what process was followed this time around? Um, he, was, he was placed on medical parole. He, he came into our facility. We have a responsibility to provide security and care. Um, and as in all instances, when we admit a person into our facility, we make sure that we do a full assessment, including a health assessment. Okay, so who did the assessment? Um, our medical staff okay. and our uh, administrative staff yeah. in the center. And who was part of the process that then, on the back of that assessment, took the decisions that eventually led to him being paroled? No, uh, maybe I must talk about the process. Mm -hmm. You see, when you do, do, do the assessments, you'll then know what type of care must be given. So when we deal with care, we deal with even your dietary requirements. So every offender that is incarcerated at this department will have to be able to give a history of themselves, both health and otherwise. And then we assess how do we categorize them and where we are able to place them. This was in the same process, the same process applied. 
I think what I know happened after that, that at the onset, he declared his comorbidities. But additional to that, because he was still under the care of the South African Military Health Services, they had also provided us an assessment on his first day of admission. So that is when we realize that we've got a, a person in our custody who actually is frail. So I think that's, that's maybe the first point. We had then received further reports, medical reports, that indicated that he requires specialized treatment. And it was only around the third report that we received where his, his medical team, the medical team in conjunction with our team, indicated that he can no longer be kept in our facility because the type of care, medical care required, we are not able to provide. And this assessment is made with every other offender that we have in our facilities. Our doctors, our nurses will write referrals to uh, the head of center and say, we've got the situation, please transfer. But whatever was this condition, um, it's allowable in terms of your rules. It has to be done. When, when we are directed by health professionals, we are obligated, it has to be done. Who takes, who has the final say? Is it you, just you, or you together with the parole board? No, I'm, we're talking now about parole. I'm still talking about, maybe I'm, I'm talking about him going to hospital. Okay. Because you'd recall really that he was, uh, he had gone to hospital. Uh, and that was because we were advised that the type of care needed and the type of clinical, um, uh, what procedures that needed to be done couldn't be done in our facility. So we then had to move him to a tertiary institution, medical care, healthcare institution. And it's there that we got further reports where we then got informed that there's a range of procedures that need to happen and all of that. There was then, by, from the medical staff, there was an application made much earlier. I don't have the details with me now for you. Where they requested, where they applied for medical parole. Um, and I think that that's at the beginning of August where they applied. Uh, and we directed to the relevant structures. Which was? Uh, within our, our structure, we've got healthcare, and then we've got the medical uh, advisory uh, parole board. Uh, so we directed it to them. And what did they say? Um, they allocated a doctor uh, to, to go and do an observation, as they do in all instances. They done an observation, and based on the engagement and assessment, the doctor's engagement and assessment, on the patient, uh, recommendations were made uh, to the medical parole board, advisory board, um, and that's those recommendations were made. Yes, and uh, the recommendations were that they, the board, did not approve. Uh, for medical parole because they indicated that he was in a stable condition. What I need to indicate when the advice, medical advisory board provided those recommendations, I had then, uh, the head of the center uh, who has the authority to decide, then uh, reviewed the information available and then indicated that the conditions, based on all the reports that we have, require us to release uh, the former president. I then uh, rescinded those delegations because it's original delegations that's with me, 
that I had delegated to her. I rescinded that and I took the decision then to place him on medical parole and had given a host of reasons. The reasons is available, it's in uh, documentation and it will be presented to whoever uh, need to, to see that. I'm sure Parliament will be asking to... to confidence it will stand whatever scrutiny. It's legal and procedural. Legal and procedural. Now that is the assurance by Correctional Services National Commissioner Arthur Fraser with regard to the granting of parole to former President Jacob Zuma. What do the political parties have to say about that? They're not happy. And here are um, what many of them had to say. They reacted rather differently to the medical parole release of Zuma. And the Correctional Service Department says Zuma remains in hospital, although freed on medical parole. Now, Zuma is serving a 15-month jail term for contempt of court for ignoring an order to appear before the State Capture Commission. He was admitted to hospital soon after his incarceration on the 8th of July. As Ndebo Mokobo reports, different political parties have mixed reactions to his release. Former President Zuma's political home, the ANC, has welcomed his release with party spokesperson Pule Mabe saying it has been public knowledge that the former president was not well and therefore qualifies for parole. We are pleased that he's out of prison cell and reunited with his family. We will support him in his road towards better health. Medical paroles are provided for in terms of uh, the relevant legislations or laws in the Republic. President Zuma is of an advanced age. We have already been seeing in the news that he was not of good health. So the decision taken and to reunite him with the family is one that will also help contribute towards uh, his own recovery. In this country, one of the things that we stand for is the protection of lives. So we need to be seeing extending that kind of support to the former president of the African National Congress and the former president of the Republic of South Africa. But the DA is condemned Zuma's release saying it is a political ploy. Party leader John Steinhazen says they will call the National Commissioner for Correctional Services, Arthur Fraser, to answer on his department's decision. It looks like the National Commissioner, who happens also to be Mr. Zuma's old henchman, Arthur Fraser, has made a decision to place him on medical parole. We also know Mr. Zuma was unwilling to submit himself to private medical examination. And so it has raised significant suspicions that this is a political rather than a medical decision that has been made. We'll be calling the National Commissioner before Parliament. Mr. Fraser must come to Parliament and explain his decision to grant Mr. Zuma pardon. There are many, many other people in the correctional services system who are genuinely terminally ill who have been turned down for medical parole. And it's very clear here, you've got another set of rules being applied once again to connected ANC cadres that are not available to ordinary citizens. Freedom Front Plus leader Peter Hruneval says the whole process has undermined the country's criminal justice system. The Commissioner of Correctional Services is acting within his uh, legal powers and authority, but the problem is this is undermining the criminal justice system in South Africa, and we should look into these powers of the Commissioner and amend legislation. COPE spokesperson Dennis Bloom, on the other hand, says this is a mockery of the criminal justice system. This is a disgrace that former President Zuma have granted parole. It is very clear that we are making a mockery of the parole system in this country. The Department of Correctional Services must hang their heads in shame. Preferential treatment, yes, is quite right. You can see that former President Zuma received preferential treatment. And for its part, the IFP says it hopes all necessary processes have been followed to come to this conclusion. Party spokesperson is Mukule Goshengwa. We just really are hoping that um, proper uh, work was done and the authorities have satisfied themselves on the basis of legitimate information. UTM Bantu Holomisa says after getting the medical parole, Zuma must now be allowed to rest and the focus should now be on those who continue to steal from the state. And Zuma's family members say they are ready to welcome him back home. I am Tebumokobo in Johannesburg. Yeah, and we'll tell you that the Democratic Alliance, they're not letting the matter go. The DA says it will take legal steps to help this decision for parole for uh, former president 
for that medical parole decision to be reviewed. Now, John Steenhuisen, they say that they don't believe that the decision is lawful and they say that they will seek the record of the decision that led to granting Zuma's parole. But I think my question, and I think a question for all of us now becomes, well, what happens to the upcoming cases for the former president? I mean, he's got the um, corruption, the arms deal corruption trial coming up, isn't it? And one wonders then, by virtue of the fact that he's been granted medical parole now, what happens to that case? Can it still continue? Is he legally allowed to attend or not attend? Um, and, you know, for how long does this sort of, um, you know, let's say, it, let, let's just, in a layman's term, call it a covering of um, medical protection last? I mean, once the sentence is over, then, you know, what level of medical protection uh, does the former president have to cite you know, when appearing before other courts. So that's an interesting point. But former President Zuma's arms deal corruption trial, it's been postponed to the 21st and the 22nd of September at the Peter Maritzburg High Court. Zuma pleaded not guilty to corruption, racketeering, fraud, tax evasion and money laundering charges. He's accused of taking bribes from the French company Thales. Zuma was granted medical parole earlier this week and... This, uh, the, obviously, with that a separate matter with regard to contempt of court. Nonkru Lekotlope looks forward now to what it means for the arms deal corruption trial. After a virtual hearing, all parties agreed that the matter be postponed. The postponement was necessitated because of Zuma's ill health. The matter is said to be heard in an open court. The court is expected to hear the special plea by Zuma for the recusal of state prosecutor Billy Downer, accused of alleged bias against the former president. Here's Judge Bitgoon. The order I grant is as follows. One, okay, the matter is adjourned in the absence of the first accused and the representative of the second accused to 1000 hours on the 21st and 22nd of September 2021 in open court in Peter Marisburg. The first accused special plea in terms of section 106 1H and four to be heard. 1.2, if the first accused applies for a further postponement, his application for a further postponement to be heard, which will include the necessary evidence on both sides being led. In respect of the application for leave to supplement, it is directed that 2.1, the state shall deliver its answering affidavit on or before 16 September. Zuma's defense, led by advocate Dalim Bofu, told the courts that his medical team and the state's appointed doctors are doing further assessments on his medical condition. Bofu told the courts that if a consensus is reached on the matter of Zuma's medical condition, then the next appearance will deal with the special plea application for the recusal of state prosecutor Billy Downer. Insofar as we, we, there's an indication which was made to you that the medical teams are finding each other or getting close to each other, then we're left with the same three options. Namely, if they if they agree, well, then that's the end of it. If they don't, then there'll be viva voca evidence. Uh, but if the health situation improves on uh, Mr. Zuma's side, then uh, the, the two days will be used for the 106, which is exactly what we had agreed on the 10th of August. So we're in the same place, except that there seems to be some progress with the medical uh, teams. Judge Bitgun also ordered that if Zuma wanted to seek another postponement, evidence will be led by the defense and the states in this regard. Amnungulegotlope in Durban. Yeah, so there you have it then, isn't it? Former President Jacob Zuma always in the news. And now with his medical parole, we're getting an indication as to what's going to happen with his arms deal corruption trial. Um, Judge Pitkun saying that, um, you know, if Zuma wanted to seek another postponement, evidence would be led by the defense and the state in this regard. So definitely some sort of movement there um, with regard to the... Um, trial zuma's arms deal corruption trial okay we're going to open that up for you now to talk about you can talk to us about your thoughts on uh, former president jacob zuma's parole 
do you think that process was transparent? Of course, Correctional Services telling us it was completely transparent and they can make those documents available for your perusal. But what do you think about that and what do you think it's going to, what impact it's going to have now for the upcoming trial, the one that takes place 21st, 22nd of September at the uh, Peter Maritzburg High Court? And ultimately, you know, what are your thoughts about this? I know many are making a great deal of link between this granting of parole to Zuma and to one that was granted to Shabir Sheikh for, of course, a former president, Jacob Zuma's former financial advisor, one-time financial advisor. So you can also, um, you know, look at that sort of uh, link, of course, two separate cases, two separate people. So from a court of law perspective, one cannot, you know, pronounce a confirmed link. But obviously, this is a sort of narrative that is coming to the public domain at the stage. When we come back, we go to your voice notes. Don't forget, we're also going to be analysing this with political analyst. It's the Spa Rewards Grand Cash Giveaway, where you can win your share of 5 million rand in cash instantly for what you want the most. Plus, get amazing savings like sunlight hand washing powder 2kg, 42.99, and bobtail dog food 6.5 or 8kg, 129.99. Buy any participating product and swipe your Spa Rewards card to qualify. Competition ends 3 October. T's and C's apply. The Spa Rewards Grand Cash Giveaway. Only at Spa. Make your money work for you with a Standard Bank Sharia personal call account. Get competitive profit rates, zero monthly fees, and profit transfers to any account. All the features you need for your saving requirements in one product. Visit standardbank.co.za for more information. Innovation rooted in tradition. Standard Bank Sharia Banking. It can be. Standard Bank is an authorized financial services and registered credit provider. T's and C's apply. EFC is back live this Saturday. On 11th September, two former champions collide for EFC Gold as the king of the strikers, Nakazamulu Zulu, faces the infamous judoka, Lutando Biko. Plus, Iga Cabeza moves up to test his might against the hazardous hands of Anaset Kenyeba. EFC 89, live this Saturday. Watch it on SABC Sport Channel from 5 p.m. Don't miss it. Brought to you by SABC Sport. Okay, we'll go to voice notes now and yeah, go ahead and keep the conversation flowing. The views and opinions expressed on Newsbreak Talk do not represent those of SABC News or Lotus FM. We'll start it off then with Mr. A and Governor. Hello there, sir. Good afternoon, Tarish. Just before handing himself over to the police before the deadline, Jacob Zuma was hale and hearty addressing his supporters at his homestead in Inkandla. As soon as he was sentenced to imprisonment at the escort prison, he became terminally ill and incapacitated. It's baffling. He subsequently submitted a medical report and was paroled. The Constitutional Court is yet to pronounce on his application to have his jail sentence rescinded. We all know that our laws favor the politically connected. I wish Jacob Zuma good health, but at the same time, I only hope at his age he is not tempted to play golf or perform the Amshinwam dance. Thank you. Tongue in cheek, Mr. A.N. Governor. Thank you so much for the contribution. Mr. Louis Pele, hello there. Good afternoon, Teresh and the Newsbreak team. Yes, with regards to the parole for Jacob Zuma, I think this whole case should be dropped off. There's nothing wrong with it. I think we are far better off when Zuma is out of prison and the community is much more happier. I think even the Zondo Commission, that should be cancelled. We can save millions of rand with the Zondo Commission by cancelling it because no one is going to prison. And... All those lawyers are getting paid for nothing. Thank you, Louis Durbin. Mr. Play, thanks so much for that. Mr. Daniel Chellin, hello there. Hi, this is Daniel Joshua Chellin. Let's rewind when the time Jacob Zuma was the president and Shabir Sheikh was given a medical payroll after Jacob Zuma and Shabir Sheikh was employed implicated in fraud and corruption. The same ploy is being used currently. The question is, 
the, the commissioner of prison, as he has the authority as a, to override suggestions, and also does he is he qualified to accept the medical medical report and give him parole within a short space of time without even anything being discussed? I personally believe this is a ploy. If you go to a doctor and not happy with the with the doctor's report, you go in for a second opinion. Why isn't there a second opinion? And I realize and I know that medical reports are personal to the person and the doctor, according to the Constitution. Mr. Chalan, thanks for those points, of course, raising some critical issues there. Um, and, and I know that, you know, to, to quote the um, you know, High Commission, National Commissioner sorry, of Correctional Services, Arthur Fraser, he says that those documents and those reports can be made available because the process was legal and transparent. So he's uh, confident that, dis- that the decision um, you know, was in fact something that the, that the public can have access to. Let's go to this voice note. Hello there. Good afternoon to everyone. The state must do what it has to do. It has a court order to examine Zuma by its own doctors. Number two, how many other terminally ill patients or prisoners are there in escort and other prisons that haven't been released? I think Zuma and his clan is just making us to look stupid because we are the people that voted them in. Thank you. The bond. Thank you so much for that. I'll come back to more of your messages and your uh, texts. Please keep it coming through. I'm going to go through each and every one of them, I assure you. So we look forward to that. But yeah, we want to get some analysis on this. Also, look at it within the political dynamic now, the political context. When we come back, we speak to Ongama Mtimka. The future is bright with Hollywood Bets. Izicelo zinqaso mali yokufunda zivuleleke ile ngoku ukufumana ulwazi olubanzi yena kumycommunity.hollywoodbets.net. Faka isicelo ngoku kukho imimiselo nemiqathango iHollywood Sportsbook umlawuli wongcakazi osemthethweni iHollywood Bets ichaza ukungcakaza okunokuzilawula abavumelekanga ukungcakaza abangaphansi kweminyaka elishumi nesiphozo ukuphumelela ukwazi ixesha lokupheza salela inqumrhu lokungcakaza ngokuzilawula ungxeba wengcebiso osimahle ku 0800-006-008 okanye ku WhatsApp ku 076-675-0710. Star Network brings you a variety of top-rated award-winning Indian channels from the very best of Hindi and Tamil entertainment. Also enjoy popular family dramas, soapies, and the best of Bollywood movies offered in dual language and subtitled in English. Get ready to be delighted as we bring to you a whole new world of family entertainment. Come home to Star. Contact your local satellite operator now. News break talk. I'm Tadir Sharif Shad just after um, 12.30, 12.35 to be exact. And let me introduce you now to Ongama Mtimka, a political analyst who's joining us today. And, um, you know, what do I say? Day made speaking to you, Ongama. It's been a long time. Hope you're well, brother. Uh, very well. Thank you, sir. Uh, how are you? Very well, thanks. And I know you've been kept so busy just going through all of this. I mean, you don't know where to turn, do you? Because on one hand, it's elections. Is it happening? Is it not happening? And on the other hand, it's Zuma and what's happening there. So definitely a very busy time in South Africa's political landscape. Absolutely. And I'm glad that uh, our system is working. So where there's disagreement, on one level, we've got very clearly defined ways in which those are resolved in order to make sure that the integrity of the system as a whole remains. It's good. Yeah, but I think, you know, a lot of people questioning that on Gama and, you know, what, what are your thoughts about this? I mean, I know when we reported that um, really, really high octane week about President Jacob Zuma needing to be arrested or hand himself over. Um, the first sort of sense that came through from the public was this is only going to be a few months because he's going to get medical parole. And my question to you is then, you know, did everybody see this coming? Well, there were always questions from the public's perspective as to how far the arm of justice would apply uh, to former President Jacob Zuma. And obviously, 
all attempts at a political solution, which is what many of us were looking at, were defeated as far as, for example, uh, making sure that comrades didn't feel like they had it among their options to create for themselves an, a political accommodation solution among what was there. Obviously, this now, the way in which... And, 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 and by the way, it was important that in the events leading up to uh, his arrest, that both national security concerns and the need to enforce the decision of the Constitutional Court were given uh, the right to consideration. Remember that the Constitution doesn't only, you know, uh, give the executive mandate to to enforce court decisions, but it also compels it to, you know, uh, take into... It says national security is a responsibility of the president and of parliament, uh, executive and parliament. So in that sense, then it was good in the leading up to the in the lead up to the event of his arrest that both those considerations were borne in mind. But I was happy that politicians didn't attempt to use national security concerns in order to 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 to, to cop out of the need to enforce the constitutional court judgment. And I think for that we should actually be proud of the political system. Obviously, they have exploited. Uh, 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 well, for now, it's, uh, f- I think, as a phrase, um, and I'm choosing the word exploited here carefully, because yeah. indeed, indeed the law allows uh, himself to have done what he's done, the, the relevant uh, act, um, Correctional Services Act. I actually verified it for myself. It does say, despite all the provisions in sections in in the in in, in one to six under that subsection under the section seventy five, uh, which and, and and one to six relates to the parole board and its functioning functioning and its decision making processes. So the act is very clear that 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 power is being given to the commissioner despite the provisions around the requirements for parole board participation, among other things. So it's, it's, it's using a law that is there. And should there be a rationality qualification to that? It may, it may seem so. But unfortunately, as things stand, uh, as the law stands, uh, Arthur Fraser seems to have been right in actually uh, reading into the act that it actually empowers him to be able. To yeah, I mean, it's a tough one, isn't it? And it's like a balancing act almost, or like a or like a delicate little thread there, intertwining between the loopholes within the constitution. He may make this decision, but what is the grounds for him making it? You know, and that is a question coming through from the public because they're saying, well, how many other terminally ill people are there in Escort? And I wish Correctional Services granted me that interview I requested uh, and didn't just refer me to the previous one that Vuyo Mvoko did with the uh, with Arthur Fraser. And because I'd love to ask them, well, how many uh, um, you know prisoners are waiting medical parole? And and that is the question that one has to ask. Sure, sure. Well, I mean, they 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 uh, they they somewhat attempt in the letter to address preemptively those kinds of questions, but it's not really to satisfaction. Bottom line is that this is the next best thing after a political solution, at least as far as the the inner circle within the ANC is concerned. I mean, if you look at the, the, the response both from the party and the president, it shows people who have been anxious about the arrest of Jacob Zuma, notwithstanding the fact that it's actually what's required in the law, and it and it defied the constitutional order of the republic, and in fact actually uh, spoke in a way that undermined it completely, blatantly. So that you've got a president uh, and the ANC, is, is the ruling party, uh, is message only be we are happy that the president has been released. I mean, we're sensitive to his uh, illness. But to not, say, to not say something like we hope he's not going to repeat the attacks he's had on the constitutional order or he's going to apologize or whatever the case may be, it just shows that uh, politicians, think, uh, politicians still think that 
they've got leeway to do whatever they like, and they're using their they're using their power in doing so. Yeah, you know, Angama, something stood out for me. A particular point, I think, just former. I'm um, sorry, it was President Cyril Ramaphosa who, you know, after the announcement, says, um, "Well, we wish." Former President Jacob Zuma's speedy recovery. I mean, does one recover from a terminal illness? You have to question, Ogama. And I think that's us just making light of it. Yeah, no, I definitely believe that. <laughs> Shifting you know, focus then, it, but Ongama, I want to talk to you then about the challenge to it because the Democratic Alliance is pushing ahead with that. Uh, the grounds, you think, they stand? You see, the challenge for me is that that provision in the act doesn't prescribe any condition, unless maybe the rest of the act itself does. So it's going to be that kind of thing where perhaps on the basis of the law that exists, uh, they may lose the case, but may may raise important questions about whether the provisions should actually be limited in some way. Because yeah. you, you see, Tarash, I mean, if you read it, it doesn't put any condition whatsoever. It actually says, uh, this, in spite of the process that's been determined, uh, the commissioner may act, and it actually, what it says, what uh, Arthur Fraser highlights in the letter. So in that way, then, I mean, and 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 Arthur Fraser is so confident in it. Uh, and you can understand why it's very black and white. So it doesn't co- offer any qualification as to what are the limits for the right that is accorded to the commissioner to do that. Yeah. Has an impact then going forward to uh, the former president's corruption, arms deal corruption case? And, you know, all eyes focused on that. And. Uh, I think many concerned about the impact it's going to have there because already we know that we've got the postponement and then the order coming through, um, you know, from Judge Pitkun is that, you know, if if, if Zuma wants another uh, postponement, evidence would be led by the defense and state in this regard. So you're getting a sense then that the judicial system is still moving ahead whether or not the former president may want to himself. Well, people are trying, and I think that this is where, uh, for me, I take courage in our institutions, that people are applying the law, and when their rights to do so are challenged, they are not taking it lying down. It's a good thing. Um, It's a good thing for our democracy. Um, People, politicians like former President Jacob Zuma will test the system, and they will push to the limits in that testing. Um, one of the things that I, I hope political parties learn and us as the public learn is that we have got to think long and hard about what quality of leaders we, we, we allow in our political system, among other things. Because now, once they are in, they're going to use all the power that they have to try and avoid accountability. Yeah. Tough, tough point there with regard to that issue of accountability, even though the Constitutional Court really giving you the the sort of, um, you know, uh, indication that they are not going to allow those who, you know, bypass accountability to actually have their their, their way. Let's talk about it now, you know, within... Um, the context of of South Africans, because I know, you know, I think one can go as far as saying whether it's a love-hate relationship, but South Africans are just really close to the former president, you know, um, whichever whichever side of the coin they may be on. What is this doing to public sentiment? I know it comes at a very precarious time, doesn't it? Just, you know, a couple of weeks before polls. Well, I think this is a lie that the ANC exploits. At the president, at the time President Jacob Zuma left office, his popularity rating was roughly about 20-something percent, mid-20s. At the time that Lula da Silva in Brazil, who has had something similar to former President Jacob Zuma, uh, his popularity rating at the time of his arrest was above 80. 
So if we're going to talk about popularity and appeal, uh, Jacob Zuma doesn't get there. Indeed, in, in, in party politics of the ANC, he matters uh, to the extent that he gets uh, the existing leadership uh, you know, concerned about whether or not they are seen to be too much in opposition to him or not. But in the bigger scheme of things, I, I think South Africans over time have actually been increasingly aware and concerned about politi- the behavior and conduct and ethics of political leaders. To that extent, they punished the ANC at the 2016 election. They continued to do so at the 2019 elections. And to prove that that is the case, they are going to do it now. If you look at the Ipsos survey, uh, or even without that, if you look at the long-term trend of the electoral fortunes of the ANC, South Africans actually, one, staying away from politics uh, because some of them may feel there's nobody else to vote for. Others are actually voting opposition parties. That's why you've got EFF growing, albeit marginally. You've got smaller parties making it into parliament. You've got um, uh, 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 the ANC itself losing support. So, 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 so in a sense, then, you know, whatever divide, dividedness is there about uh, President Jacob Zuma and his fate is definitely not down the middle, as uh, some of the ANC politicians would like us uh, to believe. Yeah, Angama, let's leave it there with you. Um, and I have to say, you know, you mentioned 2016 local government elections, and I just think back to those times. So I cannot wait to see you about uh, as we go about doing our business at elections and, you know, having these conversations face to face. Absolutely. Looking forward to it, too. Fighting times. Yeah, no, definitely. Ongama. Ongama Mtimka from Nelson Mandela University, the, of course, a political expert. He joined us live today on the program. When we come back, we wrap up the conversation with your contribution from WhatsApp. Stay tuned. It's the Spa Rewards Grand Cash Giveaway, where you can win your share of 5 million rand in cash instantly for what you want the most. Plus, get amazing savings, like Spa Extra Shelf Life Milk, 2 litre, 26.99. And Pocomo Whitbix, 150 grams, 21.99. Rewards members pay 2 rand less. Buy any participating product and swipe your Spa Rewards card to qualify. Competition ends 3 October. T's and C's apply. The Spa Rewards Grand Cash Giveaway, only at Spa. Star Network brings you a variety of top-rated award-winning Indian channels from the very best of Hindi and Tamil entertainment. Also enjoy popular family dramas, soapies and the best of Bollywood movies offered in dual language and subtitled in English. Get ready to be delighted as we bring to you a whole new world of family entertainment. Come home to Star. Contact your local satellite operator now. EFC is back live this Saturday. On 11 September, two former champions collide for EFC Gold as the king of the strikers, Nakazamulu Zulu, faces the infamous judoka, Lutando Biko. Plus, Iga Cabeza moves up to test his might against the hazardous hands of Anaset Kenyeba. EFC 89, live this Saturday. Watch it on SABC Sport Channel from 5 p.m. Don't miss it. Brought to you by SABC Sport. The views and opinions expressed on Newsbreak Talk do not represent those of SABC News or Lotus FM. Let's hear you. Let's go to this voice note. Good afternoon, Taresh and the team. This is Cedric from Durban. Uh, regarding the uh, Correctional Commissioners, uh, you know, uh, uh, allowing uh, Jacob Zuma to go on medical parole, it is absolute nonsense because why have a medical parole board? If you can have a guy that can come there and say he's the commissioner and he can do this and that, he, he overrides the decision when they said that he was, they were against it in the first place and that the Jacob Zuma was in a stable condition. So this commissioner decides that he can just do as he pleases. So if he can do it for Jacob Zuma, he must do it for everybody else that's there then. Why have a medical parole board within the jurisdiction of it being medically approved or declined and then have it overridden. Now this guy thinks he's a judge, jury, executioner and a medical practitioner. It's absolute nonsense. Thank you. Mm, thanks so much. I think that's Erica and Cedric. I'm not sure you didn't tell us your name. I'm just going by the number there. Let's go to this voice note. Hello there. Oh, 
Okay, that was an incorrect one that we brought you. Let's try the correct one. Hello there. Good afternoon, Lotus FM, and to the listeners. It's Anonymous from Durban. With uh, regard to the Honorable President, Mr. Zuma, medical parole, it's like you being medically boarded from work. If you come with your own certificate, the company will not board you off until they send you to their private practitioner and get a second opinion. I feel the same principle should apply with prisoners who are applying for, to be medically released from prison. We should have a second opinion because it's the same principle. If you're being boarded off from work, we are sent to a second physician for opinion. Same principle should apply. Thank you. Thanks for that suggestion, that contribution. Definitely something to, to, to consider and put forward to the parole board and the process that they use in order to grant this a parole. Let's go to this voice note. Hello there. If the commissioner has a right to overrule a parole board, why the hell do you need a parole board? Hmm. Anonymous, they're unhappy. I'll just remind you all to please watch the language you do use. Roy Singh, hello there. Good afternoon to you, Daresh and the Newsbreak team. I think in terms of the judiciary system, the correctional services, including the military, had made a very fair decision to release former President Jacob Zuma. Look, uh, we as individuals, we are not doctors to determine the former president's future, whether he's medically ill or not. The final say uh, is from the doctors. And uh, you also know that the Zondo Commission was a real waste of time and is wasting taxpayers' money for nothing. Furthermore, the people in this country have, uh, have got a total different attitude. They're all calm and collective, and I think that helps a lot uh, for our country. This is Roy Singh from Stanga Kwadugusa. Mr. Singh, thanks for listening to us today. Let's go on more opinions coming through on our WhatsApp line. Hello there. Hi, Tadesh. It's Priscilla Chetty in Newlands West. I think the entire decision to free uh, President Zuma on medical parole makes a huge mockery of our constitution as well as our judicial system. You know, we have judges, attorneys that work so hard to uphold the law and here we have this farce that's happening with Zuma. It's just a, another one in the parody of comedies that, uh, <clears throat> you know, Jacob Zuma has subjected this, uh, the country and us as law-abiding citizens to. So if Arthur Frazier, on paper, he's entitled or he's the big boss, but according to medical reports, uh, so what? Does that just fly in the face of Arthur Frazier's title? You know, it begs so many questions. And again, it is just poor governance on all sides. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for that. I think that when you talk about, uh, you know, this, this, this constant, um, you know, flouting of the law, you know, I think the concern that um, many have, and I think a lot of us who, who follow this story and interrogate this story is, is that, well, at some points you find that the law has not been broken meaning the loopholes, the little sort of needling and interwheeling um, of the existing judicial system is used to implement this, which to an extent makes it a little bit more scary knowing that, you know, the law can be used like you, like many of you are suggesting with um, Arthur Frazier and of course him having that prerogative on that granting of parole, uh, which is the legal thing he's allowed that privilege right um the concern then is is that on what basis is that law used and i think that's the mockery that you're talking about that that um that parody you're talking about there so let's go to more information coming through from you hello there good day to you Tarek and the lotus uh, Newsbreak team. Teresh, my take is, man, you know, this country needs leadership. I'll be very quick. This country needs leadership. Um, remember, Zuma is a chess player. 
He knows his moves far ahead of time. Bye, Scully. Have a good afternoon. Scully, you too. Please take care. We'll go to some text messages now. Um... Hmm. A question asked there about Dudizani. I'll have to check up on that before I answer you. Um, I, don't, I don't know if if, if um, they were actually charged. Raymond Chetty in Peter Maritzburg says, This is not on granting parole to Zuma. The medical offer must have been, um, you know, dealt with some sort of corruption. They should have, they should get a private medical officer. The Correctional Services Commissioner who approved it must have been um, bought off as well. SP says, I knew well in advance, even before Zuma could be convicted, that he will be free. We know Zuma is not ill. It's an, a- it's an ANC tactic, he says. Anonymous says, it's a good topic. I think most prisoners over 70 have medical issues, so why not release them all? Mr. President, where is equal rights for all South Africans? Dolce Subramani says, listening in about Zuma's parole, I just feel very hopeless and helpless. Anonymous says, prior to the release of Jacob Zuma and his medical condition or perfect excuse, it was obviously expected that he would not serve his sentence in prison. So will it be for all others implicated in the scandal? K. Naidu in Durban says if he's terminally ill, um, he should be in a medical institution and not at home. Well, he is currently in a medical institution, um, Ms. Naidu. Bully Moodley in Queensborough says it is totally disgusting that the correctional services must make a mockery of our parole system. It is unacceptable and it is very clear that Zuma received preferential treatment ever since he was incarcerated in July. Gladys Chitre says all of this is just a ploy. If they knew this was going to end with Zuma being released, then why did he go to prison in the first place? So much of destruction, looting and deaths would not have happened. Didn't bring that dynamic into the conversation. Thank you for reminding us. And um, Anonymous says, if this guy who said, um, take a shower if you have HIV AIDS and you'll recover, he seems to be blessed. (laughs) I can't read the last part, Anonymous, you savage. Okay, so those are your messages coming through. We're just going to do a quick scout about and see what's come through uh, in the last couple of of um, minutes before we wrap up. Yeah, we'll leave it there with you then. Thanks so much for your contribution today on the program. Uh, it came your way courtesy of the team executive producer Salma Patel and Chanel Daniel. Tomorrow, I cannot wait for tomorrow because we're talking elections. The build-up to local government elections 2021 is actually happening, guys, on the 1st of November. Are you ready? And are you confident? Or rather, do you feel safe going to the polls amid a pandemic? We'll talk about that tomorrow between 12 and 1 o'clock. From Itaresh, hey, have an awesome day. News break. Lotus FM. Powered by SABC News.